Episode 3, find out why my students remember me forever, and of course, it's something you can do too. Hey everyone, Kaylee and Lane here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pre-K Teacher Family. This is a podcast for all things Pre-K Teacher behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. Welcome to season two, where we're gonna be giving you quick and easy tips to make tomorrow better than today was in your classroom. Little changes that have big results. Let's not waste any more of your time, teachers. Buckle up, this is going to be fun. Hey, Lane. Hey, Kaylee. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Today, I've got something special to talk to you about. I'm not kidding when I say I'm about to tell you what I did to make all of my students remember me and the time they spent in pre-K with me forever. This is also a way to store and display your students' work all year long. It's a way to document their growth, and it's the most effective tool that I have found for building language which we all know is a huge part of the learning goals for pre-K. Everybody's always pushing to build the language. Well, this is going to be your new favorite way to do it. And you know how our kids are so little and they struggle to respond when their families ask them, what did you do at school today? Well, once they flip through the pages of their scrapbooks, they are going to all become little chatterboxes. Say what? Yep. Today we're talking about scrapbooks. I'm telling you all about how I do scrapbooks for my students. I know you're going to have tons of questions and I promise I'm going to tell you everything. I kept debating where to start, but I've decided to share some of the benefits Then I'm going to tell you exactly how I do them. And then throughout all of this, I'm going to be giving you tons of tips on how to be efficient so that you don't waste precious time. I know you don't have a lot of that precious time. So let's get right into it. The first benefit is the language building that comes with every opportunity that they have to open their scrapbook and flip through the pages. They want to tell all the details and explain every picture. I mean, if you've got a kid who needs to work on language building, let anyone sit down with that child and their scrapbook and just watch the excitement as the child flips through the pages and they just have so much to say about their scrapbook because it's a collection of their work. It has photos of them. As you add pages and the book grows, the kids get more and more practice talking about what they've made and you see them expand their vocabulary from month to month. There are so many reasons why kids love these books so much and you'll get to hear them as I continue to explain uh, how we do them and what, what goes into them, but the kids are so proud of their scrapbook. So it never gets old to them because there's always new things being added to it and they just love to share it with anyone and everyone. Here's why you should be making them. They are great for families to keep them in the loop. When they come to conferences, uh, anytime the parents are in the classroom even, it's just it's great to tell your students to go get your scrapbook and show mom and dad. Like whenever I had conferences that would run over, I would always have a backup plan. I could tell the next family that arrived and they were standing there waiting, you know, right outside your door, staring the window at us. 
I would say, here's your child's scrapbook. You guys can sit and start looking at that while I finish up this other conference. And there's always just so much for them to look at and see. Parents are always blown away by how their child can explain what they were doing in the pictures that are in the book or how their child can tell them the names of all the other kids in the photos. And it's just a really meaningful way for parents to connect with their kids. And it helps to bridge that home to school gap that there seems to always be. So the first year that I ever made these, I got really sad because I realized that I was spending way too much time on them. And I knew, darn it, this is cool, but it's not sustainable. And I was bummed. But I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep doing those scrapbooks. I knew the next year I wasn't going to be able to do them. I just, it, it took me too much time. So it came time for the year to end in the graduation ceremony. And I got to send each of my students home with a scrapbook of their very own to keep forever, to always remember their year in pre-K. And then I went from being sad, thinking I wouldn't do them again, to being nervous because I thought, dang it, I know I have to do these again. Like it was just such a good feeling to give them those books. I knew, God, I know I'm going to do these again. I know I'm going to do these again. But I can't describe the feeling. It's, you'll know what I'm talking about when you get to send your students home with their book at the end of the year. So I knew, okay, darn it, I am going to do these again. But now I need to spend time figuring out how to become efficient and not put so much time into the whole process because it was stressful and I didn't want to do it again the way that I had done it that first year. I have put so much time into figuring out how to work smarter, not harder on these scrapbooks. And that's the only reason that I even feel confident in doing this episode because I know that I can share enough tips and ideas with you to make it manageable for you. So if this is something you decide to do, I'm confident that I can show you tricks and tips and all all the things to make it manageable. A few years later, I remember going on a home visit and there was an older sibling that I had had a few years earlier along with the child that was in my class then. And the older sister busted out her scrapbook from when she was in my class. And her parents were like, she keeps this on her bookshelf in her room still. Like she's going into second grade and she still loves her preschool scrapbook. And that just has always stuck with me. Maybe it's because they don't have anything else like that at that age where it's a huge thing of all of their own stuff and they just love to look at it and show it to people and they love to see photos of themselves and they can tell you all of their friends' names. It's a very special thing for them. And I made one for every child that I ever taught. You get better at it over time. I perfected the system and I made it better year after year. So don't worry. I'm sharing a ton of tips with you today so that you can be super efficient and make it work if you decide to do this for your students. So it's not a typical scrapbook in the sense that every page needs to be decorated. I can remember doing scrapbooks when I was a kid and you'd spend a lot of money at the scrapbook store and you would add stickers and lots of details to every page. But this time their work is the pages. And you can add little stickers or paper punches if you want, but you don't have to do any of that. In fact, I'll tell you the best way to fill any empty spaces in the pages a little bit later in this episode. So we used three ring binders 
that I would ask each family to provide. And I would always ask them to get the biggest one they can find because we fill them up. Bigger is always better. I would recommend a two inch binder at least. And then I have each kid decorate a colored piece of cardstock with their picture on it for the front cover. If the binders don't have the clear page cover, um, if they get the, whatever, the less expensive ones that don't have that clear covering, then I would just laminate that page and I would hot glue it to the front. And it would work just as well as um, the binders that come with that clear page protector. I'm going to turn this podcast episode into a blog post with photos to help you see how it all works. So I'll put a link in the show notes for the page that you can visit and see all the pictures and videos of all the stuff that I'm explaining right now. And the whole process of looking through scrapbooks becomes a teachable moment. I was very specific with how I taught the kids to hold and carry their scrapbooks, how I taught them to turn the pages. They can be very careful with these precious books. And those lessons that I did with them would transfer over and they would show their families how to be careful with the pages too when they would get to look at them together. So we would have our three ring binders and I would take the pages of their work and I would hot glue them back to back to each other. Or if there was a less than a full page, I would just hot glue that to a piece of cardstock paper. That's one thing that I did buy for these. I would buy a bunch of cardstock at the beginning of the year when it's on sale. I buy the multi-packs from Hobby Lobby with all the different colors. And that's what I would use to strengthen the pages. And then I would hot glue their work onto those pieces of cardstock. I would put most pages together by hot gluing their full-size papers to a piece of cardstock and then using the three hole punch to make the initial holes. And then I would go back over those holes with a bigger circle punch. This is a very important step. So to get a bigger circle punch to make those holes, first I would just punch it with a normal standard three ring binder hole punch. But then I would go back over each hole with a bigger paper punch and make the holes. So the holes are originally like a, a fourth of an inch and I would go over them with a either five, five eighths of an inch or three fourths uh, of an inch punch. That's the size of the circle to make those circles a little bigger. And that's what makes the pages easy for the kids to turn. And then you practice how to turn them carefully. And the kids were really good at being responsible and respectful with their books because they love them so much. I'll put a link in the show notes for the hole punches I used. And yes, I went over each hole with the bigger punch because it makes the page turning a lot smoother. If you leave the normal three hole punch, the pages are gonna rip. Early on when I was a rookie, I went through and, okay, so this is serious, I actually did this. Like the first year, I went through and taped over each hole after I three hole punched it, and then I three hole punched it again I can remember sitting there. It was just a nightmare. I remember sitting there the morning of the graduation with my para while the kids were watching the letter factory and we were scrambling to tape and punch and tape and punch. I know it was crazy. And while that strategy made made the pages stronger, it was a fail because it didn't make them easy to turn. So that was not the best solution because the tape made the pages get caught and like drag along the binder rings. So once you get a lot of pages, it was a disaster. Trust me on the golden system. Cardstock and punch the bigger holes. You still have to remind them to be gentle, but the pages don't catch. So as the binders get full, they do really 
need to be careful as they're looking through the pages. But like I said, we don't have a huge problem with this because the kids are growing along with their books. And as the books get bigger, the kids do too. And they can handle the simple expectations. And they love their books. If you heard our episode from last season about the sticker charts, that is something that's fun that I would always include in their scrapbooks so that they can see their sticker charts and I write what they picked for each one. And they absolutely love when their parents would come for conferences and they would ask their parents, what did, what did I pick for this one? And then right next to each sticker chart, I would write, for this sticker chart, Lily chose a paper airplane. And they love just hearing back on the things that they had turned in their sticker charts for. And I would just keep track of that by writing it on the back when they would turn in their chart. So the sticker charts are a very fun part of the scrapbook. They love to look back at those. And then I would collect papers for their scrapbooks by just having a somewhere to sort them. Like you could either use um, hanging file folders or uh, whatever way you use to sort their papers. Like when you're going to send them home for Thursday folders or whatever it is. Just section off an area in that spot for each kid where their scrapbook stuff will go. So I used to use a one of those wooden shelves. I think it's like the math manipulative shelf in the clear containers. That's what fits perfectly in there. I would make those into cubbies and then I would just make a section at the top uh, to store their papers so that as my para would file away their papers, I could go through and tuck the ones that I wanted to go into the scrapbook and keep them for putting in their books. If you just have a cubby area where you're filing papers like that, you could just laminate a piece of paper and put it at the bottom of their cubby and then tuck the papers that you want to go into their scrapbook underneath that. And then the top ones would go home. So it's just a way to kind of keep things separate. Don't make this huge mistake that I did. Warning, warning, don't make my mistake. When I started this, I would be loading binders in my car each weekend. Like I would be dragging a huge Ikea bag of scrapbooks home. It was such a pain in the butt. Once I got smarter, I would just take some extra folders that I had and I would tuck in the papers for however many kids. I would take like four kids, um, papers that need to go into their scrapbook, tuck them into a folder, and then I would take those pages, just the pages home so that I could turn those pages into scrapbook pages and bring the pages back to put in their books. There's no reason to be lugging the binders back and forth. So I would complete the pages, bring them to school and snap them in their binders. The photos are probably the best part for the kids. They love seeing pictures of themselves, working hard or playing with their friends. And that's when these scrapbooks become a real tool for language building. Sometimes during nap time, I would just sit and look through a book with one of the kids and I would ask them questions about their work or about the pictures in their book. And then I would write their quotes on these little white cheap labels that you can get. That's just basically like a white sticker. And I would write what they say so that I could stick their little captions in. And it just really makes it a, gives it a scrapbooky feel like all oh, little quotes and um, little, you know, things that they want to say so that when their parents come, they can read them together. And it's like they're looking through a little story together. I know you're wondering, do I have to take and print tons of photos of each kid? That sounds like so much time. And the answer to that is no. Um, I did do a lot of pictures, but yes, you're right. It was time consuming. I would print pictures of kids each month, cut them out and file them into their little scrapbook mailbox so that I know those pictures were 
going to go into the scrapbook pages. And my para would help me with a lot of that. She would help me cut and sort and um, organize their pictures so that I could easily bring them home with me in my little folders to get them turned into pages. Um, but I have a, a few pro tips here for you so that you don't have to do that if you don't want to. So here's a pro tip so that you can still get photos into the books without having to print and cut and sort photos of every kid for every event. If you go on a field trip or do something worth sharing in their books, like on Halloween, all the kids would come dressed up. So at some point in the day, I would get everyone together and we would take a group pick. And then I would just print that full page group photo and I'd make enough copies to send one home with families that week and to put into their scrapbooks. Families love having those printed photos to hang on the fridge of their child's class. So just print them on different colored paper. If it's Halloween, print them on orange paper and send them home for families to hang up at home. It helps, again, to connect that school home life balance and families always appreciate those. I print a stack to send home and I print another stack to file away for each child's scrapbook. So then as they flip through, they'd see a big photo on pink paper of the class and say, oh, that was Valentine's Day or whatever it might have been. Similar to the group pictures that you can take, like on Halloween or on a field trip, I've got another time saver tip for you for the photos. So if there's an event that you want to document for every child, but you don't want to take and sort the photos like I talked about before, what you can do is take a few group style photos, making sure that every kid is in them, and then you take those five or six or ten pictures, put them into a Word document, and just add a title at the top, maybe throw in a little caption explaining what was happening, and then print that one page for every kid's book. I would do that for a lot of things. Like we had a water balloon celebration after we finished our Mother's Day projects because I was motivating them to write their responses for their moms by giving them water balloon coupons. So at the end of the year, we had a big water balloon celebration. And then I just took all the photos from that, like 10 pictures, probably mostly group shots, and put it into a Word document, put water balloon party at the top, and then printed that one single page for every kid's scrapbook. So there, the water balloon party is documented for everyone, and I didn't have to print and cut and sort and then tape each photo in individually. I just have that one full page. And yeah, you can just take one event that every kid will want to remember and then make one scrapbook page that shows all of the kids in the class, and then you print that page for every kid. And then I, I always would send them home in the weekly folders too. That's what parents love to see. And it was not extra work. I would just print extra copies. And I would print the ones that I put into the scrapbooks on cardstock so that you have that heavy duty page that you could easily attach their other work to the back of. And like if your para takes her phone and snaps a few pictures when the kids are in music class or art class, um, you could do a few pages with those photos because parents love to see that. They never really get to see their kids in music class uh, or in art class. So um, that's just a sneak peek that they always enjoy. And then also you can do photos on a smaller scale. So if you just want to put one photo, maybe you have a reader that comes from the public library and you just wanted to say, we're so lucky that Mr. Smith, who comes to read from us, brought us all a special gift, a copy of Please Mr. Penguin, or something like that. And if you just have one photo of him handing out the book, you can still make copies of that single little photo with the caption and insert it into everyone's book. 
doesn't always have to be a full page deal. I have tons of little ideas for you. Like I've got endless ideas for the scrapbooks and I'm going to give them to you now, but I don't want to overwhelm you. If you hear all of these ideas and think, oh God, I want to do it all, but you can't, that's fine. Just stop, evaluate what you can really handle and start somewhere. Then later this year or next school year, you can come back and listen to this episode again and add in some of these other ideas that you didn't want to take on the first round. And that's totally fine. You have to make this scrapbook situation work for you. Because if not, you're going to hate me and I'm going to be very sad. So please just take on what you can. And I'm always here to help. You know that. So here we go with some other little ideas. Um, The first one is what I told you I was going to tell you about before. How to fill empty space in the best way ever. Um, I would get the how to draw books. The little step-by-step drawing books. And I would cut up little bright pieces of paper like two inches by two inches, um, varying in sizes, whatever, just small pieces of paper, bright colored. And then I would leave those on the table and let kids do the step-by-step drawing books with those bright little colors of paper. And they end up being the cutest little drawings to add in and fill in the pages where you have empty space. I will put pictures to go along with this in the link with the kind of blog post that I'm going to do for this episode, because Once you see the photos, it'll be much more clear uh, what I'm talking about right now. And we did this as something fun to do the last few weeks of school when they're like such good little drawlers. Oh, and if you have not read my blog post about how I teach my kids how to draw, even when I can't draw, so I'm a terrible artist, but I have a tried and true proven method to be able to teach my kids how to draw. So if you've not read that blog post, I'm putting a link to that one in the show notes for you too. You have to check that out. Such a brilliant strategy that I finally figured out after years of my kids asking me how to draw a dog and I didn't know, but now, uh, yeah, I can teach them to draw whatever their little hearts desire. So by the end of the year, they are great artists and these little colored pieces of paper are perfect for them to do the step-by-step drawing, create little adorable little pictures that you can just fill the scrapbooks with. The next idea is that you can buy paper punches if you want to add a little seasonal touch throughout the pages um, and just use construction paper to punch little orange and black pumpkins for October or red and pink hearts for February. Very simple decor because most of the book is their work and they can always go back through and decorate or draw um, in the open space. And it's also fun to have them go back and try to sound out words or add letters and labels to the things in their scrapbook. But I also love those paper punches for so many other things. If you buy them for these scrapbooks, you'll find that you use them all different ways in your classroom. I would punch the hearts for February and do all different kinds of fine motor and sorting and lots of different activities with them all from using the paper punches because it's an easy way to just take construction paper and make festive things for different times in the year. I'm going to put a link to my Amazon store in the show notes too, so that you can click into an area that I'll make uh, filled with scrapbook materials if you're interested in checking out some of those to get on Amazon. These scrapbooks are the perfect tool to document growth. I cannot stress this enough. 
You're making a scrapbook keepsake for your kids, but you're also making a full portfolio of each kiddo that can be referenced any time of the year for any reason. If a parent has concerns about the way that they're writing, it's just a tool for you to be able to pull out and say, well, you know, let's look. Let's look at how they were writing at the beginning of the year and let's look at the progression. And it's it's all right there. Another big tip, I never let my scrapbooks leave the classroom. <laughs> One year I had a parent who took the book after our first round of conferences and I didn't even realize that she had taken it until later. But I was looking at the shelf like, where is this kid's scrapbook? Because we always keep them in the same spot. I have a video that shows how they're displayed in our classroom. So I will put that in the post with all the photos for you. I had to track down that parent and say, I'm sorry, but I need you to bring the scrapbook back. And it was funny because she was like, you're going to add more to this? You mean it's not finished yet? And it was just like, girl, you have no idea how crazy this book's going to get. But I would definitely say, do not let the scrapbooks leave the room until the end of the year. A fun thing to do with the scrapbooks is to make them into a center that the kids can pick to go to. So at different points during the year, um, we I would allow them to choose to go to scrapbooks during center time. And that just means they pick up their scrapbook, take it to a table or to the floor, and they get to sit and flip and look through their book. And usually they'll do it with a friend. Um, their friend will get their scrapbook and they will sit and look through them together. They love to just take a little walk down memory lane, showing each other their work and their pictures and just laughing and talking. So that's always a really popular center that my kids love to go to. And I don't have to set anything up. I don't have to prepare anything. It's just go get your scrapbook and take a look at it, which could probably come in handy at some other times that I can't think of right now. But there's got to be a moment where it's like, oh, okay, I could just have them all look at their scrapbooks for a few minutes and they'll be kept busy and you know, buy, buy yourself some time in case you need that in the future. I've said it a little bit, but you have to make this manageable for you. You can certainly get help from family volunteers or from your para with most of the tasks. It's one of those things where if you just get into a routine, but you're not making the scrapbooks a priority and it keeps coming to bite you, I know you're going to want to kill me. So I'm kidding, but seriously, you have to weave some simple steps into your weekly routine so that you can stay up on the scrapbooks and not have it be something that's just always lingering over you that you are dreading or that you're super behind on because that's going to make the whole thing stressful. So decide how much time you can reasonably put towards these and go with it. If you want to spend two hours every weekend or every other weekend, great. You'll make amazing scrapbooks. But I want to make it clear that these will take some time. If you don't have the time right now and it doesn't feel like a priority for you, I don't blame you at all. It's a lot. And even if you don't do every little bonus feature of them, it's still going to take a good amount of time. But I want you to keep listening because if you're on the fence, I think you'll be convinced that these are worthwhile. I'm going to link to my Amazon store in the show notes where I have put all the supplies that you've heard me talk about. There are so many ideas throughout this episode to try to help you have an easier time with all of this. Like you can take the pages home, put them together, bring them back, and then have your para do the extra bigger size hole punches for each hole and then put them into the kids' books. There's just a lot of ways to make it a smooth operation. But ultimately, the takeaway that I want you to have is these can be whatever you want them to be. If you decide to try them for a year and you only get whatever amount of pages in, they will still be great. 
And then next year, you can try to take on a little bit more as you've figured out what systems work for you. You know, maybe you put a few pages in at the end of each month. It will still be magical and the kids will love it. Maybe you have parents that have been bothering you about volunteering and you haven't had anything for them to do. Voila, they can definitely help with scrapbooks. You might be wondering, how do you decide which papers go in the scrapbooks? So you want to pick things that are special and then you just sort of decide. So if you pick one certain cutting practice that they did, then you don't need five other cutting practice pages to show their cutting skills. Do you know what I mean? You'll find a rhythm to this. And if you end up putting in too many pages and you have to pull some out and send them home, it's not a big deal. But you'll find a happy medium. You'll you'll know which pages are worth putting in saving. And it's basically like which stuff would you hang up on the fridge at home? You put that stuff into the scrapbook. And then the repetitive things that kids do over and over that aren't very special can just go home in the Thursday folders. Families appreciate the scrapbooks more than you will ever know. Because every week as you send home piles and piles of a child's work, no one knows what to do with all that stuff. Some families might hang it on the fridge for a while or whatever, but those papers end up all over the place and there's no way to really cherish them. There's no way to really see the growth that's happening. I mean, you can see it, but it's crumpled up on the bottom of their book bags. Kids pull it all out when they get home. The parents might not even see some of the stuff. These scrapbooks organize everything for them. They get to sit down and flip through the pages and see the beginning of their year when the child could barely write. And then as they move through the book, they see, wow, look at this. You wrote your name here. And then they keep going and soon the child's writing their name really well. And then there are numbers and words. And by the end of the year, you get to look back and see where they started and where they got to. It gives everyone a sense of, wow, and that child feels so much accomplishment. And then you add the photos. Oh my gosh, look how tiny you were. It just makes the memories and the experiences and the learning that you've done all year with these kids so tangible. They can feel it. They can remember it. They can see it. They can cherish it. All of it. And years later, I'd see my students all grown up and I would hear how they still have their preschool scrapbook and how they still remember me and how they still talk about me in the present tense as if they were still there with me. They remember all the things that we did that year that we spent together in pre-K and that is what makes all of the time that I spent on those scrapbooks, totally worth it. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to leave us a review. Those good reviews are one way other teachers find us. And you know we're here working hard to grow this family and help every teacher out there that needs us. I'll put a link in the show notes to make it easy for you. Leave us a review and tell us that you did so we can thank you personally. That's all for today. Who am I kidding? That was a lot. I know I just gave you a lot of information. I hope that it's been helpful. And just remember, I am here for whatever you have questions about. Um, Reach out to me on Instagram. I will talk you through it. I will support you. I am here for you. If you need me, I'm here. Don't you ever forget that. These scrapbooks are not going to be too much for you. I promise. Okay. It's going to be great. I love you and I will support you the whole way. 